Patas. 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 Welcome to Fart House, where we watch the artsiest, fartsiest films so that you can pretend that you did. I am your host, Casey O'Brien, in Dent, Minnesota. I apologize for the echo. I know you're all thinking, wow, this is audio's echoey. Uh, I'm in a big open cabin, and I'm sorry, but... I have another host here with me. It's the same guy who's here all the time, Patrick Mallon. Patrick, how are you? Doing okay, Case. Do you recognize that face that, that I'm doing? I know the listeners can't see it, but it's... Uh, is that uh, Austin Powers? No, it's Christian Bale on American Psycho. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that's what I was doing. Patrick, so. how would I have picked that? <laughs> I was looking at myself doing it, and I was like, I guess that doesn't really look like... like it doesn't quite translate. <laughs> no, it doesn't And quite. we were both saying how our internet wasn't very good before. Yeah, so that's true. You probably saw it like, our... <laughs> like three seconds uh, after I did it. Is that when he's uh, fucking the prostitute who's <laughs> looking in the mirror? Yeah. A classic look. Um, um, well, Patrick... Yeah, how was, uh, how was uh, Brady and Jade's wedding? It was great. A party. There was a live band. No one got COVID. Thank God. Uh, and now Trish and I are in the North Woods, in uh, the autumn center of the universe. It's so autumnal here. So fall. It's just. It's just. It's. It's like uh, October Halloween time has been injected into my veins, and I'm loving it. What's the temp Patrick. there right now? You know, it's a little too warm. It's like mid seventies. Oh shit! Yeah, that's that's not crisp. I like a crisp. No, I don't fall. care for at night. It gets crisp. Daytime, not crisp enough for my liking. But mm. we're loving it up here. And uh, and what's the bug we'll be situation? Be here for a couple more days. What's the bug situation? Mm-hmm. We had like literally thousands of ladybugs on the front of our cabin, and I couldn't figure out what's going on. Is that charming or irritating? But slightly charming, slightly irritating. I walk in and there'd be a bunch of ladybugs on me, and I'd be like, "Get." <laughs> They're kind of cute, though. Um, yeah, that's it, Patrick. I have another Patrick. question for you before we go on. Yes, go ahead. Uh, so your spe- you gave a speech at the wedding, I'm assuming? Yes, I did. How was it? My speech freaking killed. Did it? Did you cry? I freaking brought the house down. No. Oh. I got some big laughs, too. Good. So it was fun. Love that. Uh, and I practiced quite a bit. I was well rehearsed. Oh, so okay. I didn't have anything written down. You know, it was all well. It was, it was all good. So it went well, Excellent. I thought. Um, thank you for asking, Patrick. Yes, my pleasure. Um, Patrick, big news. Yeah. Everybody's talking about it on the internet. <laughs> I know, it's huge. We launched a Patreon. Yeah, I think we have our own Reddit thread now. No, we don't. No, we don't. I would, I, I, we I would could. love that, that, That takes though. nothing to get a Reddit thread. <laughs> Patrick, you should start the Reddit thread. Actually, yes, do that. Okay. Wait, we'll is get that a, a Wait, thread. so we can actually, I didn't, we can actually do that? We can start our own, like, Reddit? I don't know uh, how this works, Patrick. I don't know Reddit at all. What's your familiarity with Reddit? It's it pretty limited. Um, I'm trying to think of what I use Reddit for the most. Probably uh, the um, AITA, Am I the Asshole? Like those. I do like that one. That's probably the one that I. Because people are always the asshole. Like 99% the answer is always of the yes. Time it's yes. Um, so maybe and these we are like do some insane sort of people. Fart House, Am I the Asshole crossover event. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we profile. could do some sort of joint promotional thing. Yeah, that would be good. That would be funny to I like, like do like a. Um, a premise of a very obscure art house movie and <laughs> put it on in my the asshole and see what happens. That would be good. That would be good. That's, that's spawn a possibility. Con, that's just like spawn. That's con. spawn con. That's integration. That's synergy. I love it. <laughs> Patrick though, no, but back to our Patreon, which yes. may or may not have a Reddit thread on it. Yes. Um, we promise that if you are a patron of the farts, you will instantaneously give your favorite art house movie a Fart House score. And so we have some people, and we're going to go through them. We're going to keep doing this. We're not going to do all of the patrons in one 
sitting. No, we'd be here we'll for do- days. We'd be here for days. We'd be bored to tears. And then you would unsubscribe from the Patreon, and that'd be no good. So we're just going to do four today, and we'll just kind of do four going forward. So, But make sure you look out for Patrick. Patrick sent you a little email, and if you think this is spam, like how could your favorite podcast host be emailing you, it's it's him. Please respond with uh, when we ask you a question. Yes, we do have quite a a few messages out to a lot of our patrons just to kind of collect uh, some information so we can – Treat you properly. Treat you right. Yeah. Um, so we want to treat you properly. We want to treat them properly. Uh, so, yeah, just go on. Just get back to us. It's fine. <laughs> um, so let's go through the patrons that we're going to talk uh, who sent in their yes. um, uh, their favorite movies. So go ahead, Patrick. So today we're featuring four patrons of the FOTS who yes. have decided to support us at Fart House Podcast. The first one, her name is Jade from Liverpool, United Kingdom. Uh, Yes, across the pond. Have you been to Have you been to England? No, never been. You've wow. you famously been. I have been a couple times. No, couple wait. times. Je- I'm sorry, just once. Mm. When I was a sophomore in high school, we went with a few pals of mine. Wait, didn't you go pals. on the Tim on um, trip to England? Yeah. Oh, that's why I said former pals. You said sophomore in high school. Oh, I meant sophomore in college. Oh, okay. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, I went with them. Yeah, London, England, I went. It's all great. Did you go it's to all, Liverpool? I have not been to Liverpool, though. I mm. have not been to Liverpool. So we'll have to go. Maybe when we do our live show in Liverpool, we'll meet Jade. Yeah, that sounds and we'll, good. And we'll sign an autograph yeah. for her. <laughs> um, so her favorite. <laughs> what an honor that would be. Uh, Jade's favorite Jade. artsy fartsy movie is Paris, Texas, but we already famously oh, gave that a score. Yes. Um, huge episode. Like, pretty huge. Huge. Uh, we already did that one. So she wants us to give. Zulowski's Possession a score. Have you seen this movie, Patrick? Because I have. No. <clears throat> you haven't seen Possession? No. Huh? I know. Okay. Well, I'm going to give it a fartsy score right now. Okay. 9.5. 9. 9.5? 9. <laughs> it's, it's a fucked up movie. I'm going to give it it's an 8.4. It's good. 4. I love Possession. What did you say? I'm going to give it an 8.4. You're always so much more conservative, so it's in line. So we'll say we're at like an 8.8, okay. roughly in the middle. All right, so Jade. Does that sound good to you? you can, yeah. 8.8. Book it. 8.8 possession. It. Okay, score. move on. All right, we're going fast. Next one. All right, next up, we got Ben Schneider from Augusta, Georgia. Ben, thank you for being a patron of the fart, and thank you, Jade, obviously, for being a patron of the fart. Yes, thank you, Ben. Ben, uh, one that he mentioned was, Casey, have you seen this movie called Revanche? It came out in 2008. No, I haven't even heard of it. So I have actually seen this one. Okay. So I will give this one a fartsy score. Um, do you want to look it up so you can, or are you just going to give a totally yeah, random? Yeah, I got it. Go, go okay, on. Okay. Uh, mine is 8.9. Revanche is... 8.9. That's very high. Uh, the, the first name of the director, his name is Goats, G-O-T-Z. And it looks like there's an umlaut over the O. So obviously I'm going to go nine on this one. Very high. Okay. So we can just say 8.9. That's fine. Revanche is very good. I saw it in theaters. Uh, oh, you did? Yes. But it is very slow. Um, oh, yeah. we like that on this show. Patrick, next, go. Next up, we got Jake Green coming in hot from Portland, Oregon. One of my favorite cities okay, in the United Jake, States. Okay, Jake, thank you so much for being a patron of the farts. Yes. So his favorite art house film is Certified Copy by Abbas okay. Kiyosami. Uh He'd love a whole episode discussing it. Um, so maybe we'll do that at some point. But in the meantime, oh, that would be good. I think so. I think that that's not out of the realm of uh, possibility. Certainly. Yeah. No, I think it's it's within that realm. Um, the well, possibility that, realm. Well, that that director Abbas Kiristami, he also did Taste of Sherry, famously, which I also have not seen. Mm-hmm. But we'll 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 
we need to be better at so the show. Do you have, in a, have you seen certified copy? No, I haven't. Okay, I, I'm gonna give it an eight. Uh, I've seen certified copy. I will give it eight point six. Okay, so we'll go with an eight point three for certified copy. Moving on, Patrick. And then last up today, we have one of our recent sponsors who uh, yes uh, sponsored us a few episodes ago. Andrew Logue. Thank you, Andrew. We uh, love you. Longtime listeners will recall that Andrew is from Asheville, North Carolina. They'll also recall that Andrew's favorite art house movie is *Beasts of the Southern Wild*. We will not give it a Farsi score just yet because no. we can't disclose why, but we're not going to give it a Farsi score just yet. Very, uh, yes, we're not going to disclose, but we we have been asked to withhold a Farsi score on that one. Yeah, uh, for now. Very good. Patrick, thank you for the rundown on all of our patrons. If you want to become like one of these cool people who are like really awesome and like people want to have sex with them and stuff. <laughs> so if you go to <laughs> patreon.com slash farthousepod. You can become a patron of the farts and we'll say your name on the show and become famous like Jade and Ben Schneider and Jake Green and Andrew Logue. Come on. Yeah. These people are the coolest. They're so Join in. cool. I want to meet them all. They're I want to be so the best cool. friends. I want to be everything to them. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You're like, like Philip Seymour Hoffman and Boogie Nights. <laughs> idiot. Idiot. Oh, fucking idiot. Oh, fucking idiot. Patrick once is crying in his car because he just wants to be your guys' friends so badly. So please become a patron of the farts at patreon.com slash farthousepod. Yes, thank you, everyone. Thank you. Okay, Patrick, yeah. five-star re- reviews. We have none. <sighs> Does that hurt you when you get Every no time five-star Every time it's like a knife in the goddamn heart. Is it like the worst... Is it like the worst pain of your life? It's up there. Yeah. Up there wow. with like a canker sore. <clears throat> wow. <laughs> yeah. Canker sore. Uh, yeah. or have a you canker ever had sore a, is probably applicable. Have you ever had a um, ingrown toenail? No, I have never had that. I had that one time and it's very painful. One of my friends, uh, I will not disclose who to, so not to embarrass him. He had chronic do I know this ingrown friend? toenails. You do. Say it off air. Oh. Okay. Uh, oh. Chronic. <laughs> <laughs> I'll believe I'll believe it out. Okay. I'll believe that out. He uh chronic chronic toenails. It's not the friend we usually bleep out. I'm bleeping it out with a different sound. Yeah, maybe. yeah, bleep out <laughs> different sound. It's not it's not the one we normally bleep out. It's somebody else. Anyways, so yeah, five star review ingrown toenail equally painful. Yeah, and canker uh, sore, don't forget that. Canker sore. Oh, I I sorry, I did forget that one. Patrick, so we're in the midst. It's October 5th when we're recording this. Mm-hmm. We're in the middle of Shocktober of October watching horror movies. And so I I'm in the middle of watching all sorts of horror movies. Yeah. And so we're gonna do our letterbox rundown, and it's gonna have a lot of horror movies on it. Excellent. Love right? that. Yep. How was your week? Uh mm, you can not be honest. Great. It's okay. Got one in there. Got okay. one in there. Uh, rewatch the Babadook with Manuel. <gasps> I huh? love the Babadook. Yeah, love the Babadook. I've seen that before. Yeah, you watch it with uh, Manuel. That's fantastic. Yeah, he came over with a friend, and we had some wine and a frozen pizza. And uh, you guys are becoming pals. Yeah, we're developing quite a relationship. A friendship. Yeah, a friendship. I love to hear that. Yeah. That makes me so happy. But does part of you get a little jealous? Well, yeah, it does. Okay, good. Does that make you feel better that I am jealous? Yes, of course. <laughs> okay. Uh, Babadook, scary. <laughs> scary movie. Babadook is very scary. It's good uh, anti-children propaganda, too, if you want to kind of... Oh, yes. <laughs> want to tell someone not to... Always in 
We're always in need of more anti Everything's so pro-children these days. Well, you know, I famously want children now. Yes, I know. And you and you you reveled in the anti-children propaganda for a long time. I did. And now I'm I look back and dis- distaste at this. Oh, uh, you've changed. I've changed. See? It's okay, we grow. Yeah. I'm not uh, immutable. I'm mutable. So yeah, I just watched the Baba Duke, which was great. Very good. I thought I was going to have a ton, but I guess we just are at the beginning and I also went to a wedding on one of the days in October, so I didn't watch a movie that day because I was busy all day. Uh, so I just watched two. Number one, we mm. watched this movie called Host, which is on Shudder. It's an hour-long movie. It's a desktop thriller. How do you feel about desktop thrillers? Desktop movies. They don't do you know what intrigue me personally. Yeah. there Actually, there was one that you had watched that you told me about that sounded kind of interesting. I can't remember what it was called, but there was one you told me about that sounded kind Unfriended? Of Yes, Unfriended. That's the one, yeah. Or Searching? I think it was Unfriended. Unfriended is a horror. That one is goofier. This mm. is the best one I've ever seen. Okay. And it scared me, actually. Cool. It's ho- It's called Host. It's an hour long. It's on Shutter. You should check it out. I thought it was pretty When did good. it come out? This year. Okay. Or 2020. Very recently. Anyways, watch that one. And then I also watched Urban Legend. Uh, Have you ever seen that movie? Yeah, from the 90s? Yeah. Yeah. Love I enjoyed it. Legend. It was fun. It was stupid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it really clearly was so much trying to be Scream. Like like so many yeah. movies of that time, it was, uh, you know, it, it really had like all these actors that I'm like, oh, yeah, you would have been in Scream. It had like Rebecca Gayhart, Jared Leto, uh, Joshua Jackson, Alicia Witt, mm-hmm. Tara Reid. Uh, so I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching. That, have so. you seen um, the I Know What You Did Last Summer movies? I've only seen the first one. Okay. I know you did last summer. Yeah, those are re- those are really fun. Have you seen the Final Destination movies? I've seen the first one. I, I need to tap into more of these. There's so many of these movies. I mean, they're not they're not great, but they're fun. They're fun. You have a good time. Well, Urban Legend has a few sequels too, and I don't even think that is particularly a strong <laughs> film. So yeah, uh, and yet it spawned a few sequels. I didn't even so. know there were sequels to Urban Legend. So there you go. Anyways, that's it for. The letterbox rundown, I guess we both kind of suck. Yeah, we had a lot going on. We did, we did. I think I had more than you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyways, Patrick, I'm too I'm all jazzed up and I'll tell you why after we introduce this show right now. All right, this is Fart House like we said. Patrick, what are we what why is right now so special on this show because case we're doing spooky stinkies okay <gasps> not spooky stinkers not no. spooker dupers oh, okay <laughs> uh, well what's what's the difference in your mind uh between a spooky stinky and a spooky stinker a spooky stinker a spooky is stinky- just like okay. a a movie so bad it's like scary that it was made and then a spooky can you give an example um John, what's the one, the John Carter from Mars? What's that one called? Yep, 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 yep. That's, how about that one? That one's a spooky stinker? That's a spooky stinker. Sure. And then a spooky stinky is something so scary, you just let out a little bit of, you just, you get scared and you let out a little fart. You poop. Yeah. Okay, very good. And that's good. That's good because you're having a visceral reaction to the spookiness. um, And so we're doing all scary movies in October. And which I, I, I love. We're both big horror fans. So this Huge. has been fun. Huge. <laughs> um, and today we are discussing a classic. 
And Patrick, I'm going to open the floor for you again to say what are we watching today? Eyes without a face. Very good. We're watching Eyes Without a Face, a, a movie that is great. And there's a song based on the movie by Billy Idol that my wife had never heard of. Wait, is the song today. actually based on the movie? Yeah, it is. It ins- well, it inspired Billy Idol. The movie did. Oh, really? And the movie title. Uh, yeah, it did. Eyes Without a Face. He kind of he kind of twisted it a little bit and made it more about like his life of debauchery. Mm. Like he felt like he was like soulless kind of like eyes without a face. Interesting. He kind of twisted it into his own interpretation, but yes, it is because of the movie. So we are doing eyes without a face. We will discuss it and subject it to our proprietary fartsy test, which will determine how impenetrable this movie really is. But Patrick, I must know, please tell me, do you own this movie and have you seen it before? No and no. Oh, mm-hmm. I thought you'd seen this before. No, this is a film that I, has been in my consciousness for a long time. Um, Just bouncing around in there. Yeah, and uh, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get place, to part of the reason said. why once we once we subject it to the fartsy test. There's a reason why it's been bouncing around in my consciousness. But yeah, it's it's been on my radar for a long time, and I'm for whatever reason never ended up watching it until we decided to watch wow. it f- as part of our spooky stinky s- series i have seen this movie and i can't remember when but maybe it was like five or six years ago i can't say why i watched it i don't know i was intrigued by it i don't remember the circumstances about around which i watch i'm a scholar and i was just as a part of my research yeah. <laughs> trying to better my uh you know, studies and filmdom. How did you so, feel about it at the time? What were your initial impressions after watching? Oh, I really liked it. There's some striking imagery, mm-hmm. and uh, it did not disappoint on on this viewing either. Were you scared? I, I was. I was struck. I wouldn't say I was scared. I was uh, disturbed, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't say I was scared. Were you scared? No. Spooky, stinky. No. no. Were you disturbed? Moderately. Mild. Yeah. yeah. Mild. Mild, mild to moderate disturbance. Yeah. Okay, very good, very good. Well, uh, Patrick, let's just get right into it, shall we? Yeah. I'm going to give a brief synopsis here so people know. Brief, very brief synopsis so people know what's going on. Eyes Without a Face is about Le Docteur Genessier, this doctor. Uh, and his his daughter has been has her face mutilated so she is the eyes without a face and he is constantly kidnapping young women and trying to figure out how to put their face on her face so she can have a healed face the cops are starting to kind of figure it out but he's like a he's a doctor of some acclaim so he kind of gets away with it yeah. but he's I mean, just the cops constantly... are pretty much are pretty bumbling idiots these cops. yes truly and we'll get into that more I think but yes so basically this is the movie his daughter is has a mutilated face and she's staying in his like mansion and he's constantly kidnapping women to try to figure out how to put their face on her face. Along with his uh, assistant or secretary. What's the character's name? Uh, Is it Louisa? uh, Edna Gruber. Oh, Louise. Louise. His secretary is Louise. Yeah, Louise. And did you recognize what she's from? No, what, who is she from? She's, Louise's um, secretary. in and Suspiria. She's like one of the instructors in Suspiria. Oh! In Dario Argento's. Wow, yeah. she is, yes. Mm-hmm. One Very of the dance good. instructors. Because I was like going crazy looking at her. I was like, what is she That's from? That's interesting. Yeah, so uh, the woman without the face who is played by Edith Scobe is her name. And she's quite scary looking. Actually, this did kind of scare me because she has this mask on the whole time. And the mask is very scary. Yeah. It's like... 
kind of a weird, like, uncanny valley. It almost looks like a face, but it's not scary. Yeah, it was so, a pretty, actually, impressive piece of um, prop, proper, I don't know, how would you characterize that? Yeah, it was an event of, uh, of costume? visual effects costume. Know. Yeah, it was really cool. Yes. It was pretty realistic looking. And it kind of like Well, moved. let's get into okay. it, Patrick, with this. Trish, because when we were watching this, Trisha was like, I wonder if this won an award for its special effects. Because there are parts where the doctor, you know, the evil doctor, uh, Je ne sais, is like removing. Did you find him funny looking? Like, haha funny? Like, like, he like, just kind of looks, yeah, kind of funny looking. Well, there were a few times that made me laugh. With just his visage, because yeah. he was like, they brought a woman back to take her face off, and he was like, "But first, let's go get some dinner." Yeah. <laughs> and then they like walked out of the little operating room, and I thought that was kind of funny. But Patrick, didn't you think the the skin removal of the face was disturbing? It was. I was surprised that Gross. the Ick. camera was trained on that image for such a sustained period of time. Because this movie came out what nineteen sixty? What year did it come out? Yes, and nineteen sixty is correct. That is, I was, I think, you know what, here's kind of something, I guess it's a little embarrassing. Part of why I put off watching yes, this tell me. was because I thought, because it was old, I thought it would be like kind of lame and like not that, not that graphic. Oh my God. You're <laughs> such a Gen Z young Like I TikToker. thought it would just be, I don't know, like not as boring not as intense as i was hoping for yeah. it's like in your face violent but then i watched and i was like actually this is <laughs> this is pretty graphic it was pretty upsetting like they take her skin off her face and you're like ah yeah. god <laughs> yuck <laughs> you know and they're like really digging around in there for a sustained period of time oh yeah it they show gross. like the entire incision process around her yeah. face it's like it's <laughs> It's like 12% well, of the movie is taking this one woman's face off. <laughs> can I tell you something interesting about this movie? So it's based on a book, and it came out in 1960. Mm. It's directed by Georges Franjou. And apparently, they had to be very careful because uh, the producer was like, we can't piss off the French censors. We can't show too much blood, which would upset French censors. Uh, we can't mm. show animals getting tortured because that would upset English censors. And they can't have mad scientist characters, which would upset uh, German censors, apparently. That's and so all strange. three of them are very much a part of the novel. So they had to kind of weave through this uh, to make sure they weren't pissing everybody off. And I guess they did it, even though it was like uh, it was pretty controversial when it came out. Um, Patrick, what would you do? OK, so if you if your face was like mangled and like. To the point where you'd be horrified to show it in public. What would you do with your life? Did, were you thinking about that at all when you're watching this movie? Oh yeah, I've thought about that a lot in a lot of different ways. Like, have you? I mean, there's there's some movies, quite a few movies out there about this kind of thing. There's famously, what's the one with Cher? Mask with Cher. Mask. Um, Elephant Man. Elephant um, Man. Yes. What else is the there? The skin I live in, I think there's... I haven't seen that, but apparently there's some face mutilation stuff. Yes. You haven't uh, seen the skin Phantom I live in? Phantom of the okay. Opera? Oh, yes. Phantom of the Opera. Um, Did you... Do you remember that, that case with the woman um, that was attacked by her chimpanzee? Yes. And did you see her, her face after... I think it was an orangutan, was it not? No, it was a chimpanzee. Okay, go on. And did you see her face after this? No, I didn't. Was it disturbing? It's extreme. Yeah. And it's... I'm not going to Google it. Just I won't Google it. Tragic on like so many levels. But I yes. I remember when this when that story broke. So basically, it was this woman who owned a chimpanzee. I don't know if it was legal or illegal. It seemed like it was illegal. Yeah. But go on. And the chimpanzee was, was older and 
I can't remember if the chimp had been antagonized by someone or had misinterpreted some kind of behavior between a woman and her friend. And the chimpanzee uh, started attacking uh, the friend. Their owner. No, they started attacking the friend first. Oh, it was the friend. Yeah, uh, I could be okay. wrong. But it started attacking one of them, and then the other one tried to get the chimpanzee off. The chimpanzee killed the friend, and then the owner got her face completely mutilated. Mutilated. And um, it's a really tragic story on all levels. And I like I remember in the wake of that story thinking, like, I don't know. I don't know what, what I would do. I just can't. Yeah, I know. I feel like I'd become a novelist or something and just retreat out of society. And like, if I were to go in public, I'd wear a mask. Yeah, I would wear a mask. I would just upset me so much to upset other people with my face. Yeah. Because there's something very upsetting about a mutilated face. Do you, you think, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I know. And I just, I feel so bad for people whose faces have been, you know, scarred or mutilated in some way because I just feel like they lose a sense of their. People are very frightened of them mm-hmm. out in, you know, and it's, I, I feel like that would be so hard to be a person that people were frightened of. Yeah. And it's, know? um, it's just, dis- I would imagine it'd be very disorienting for your, for that person too, to have, you know, to recognize yourself a certain way for all of your life. And then to all yes. of a sudden, which I guess is different than mask and elephant man. But, you know, if you're going from something where like you had a face that, hadn't had anything happen to it. And then all of a sudden there's an accident that really radically transforms what you look like. That's yeah. Really psychologically tough to deal with. So I don't know. Would you, how far would you go to like experiment with getting, how far would you go cosmetically to try and get your face? Well, see in this movie, the daughter whose face is messed up, she's kind of like, yeah, dad, keep killing women until you figure out how to get me a new face. You know, she seems like pretty on board, uh, with, you think she seemed on board with, with it? That? Yeah, well, she's like, yeah, because she's like, I'm a mutant. Like, it's never going to work. You're never going to figure this out. You remember? <laughs> yeah, but that to me Dad. like made it seem like she she just wanted to like forget about it and die. That was like what she wanted to do. No, but she seemed like it would be like, if you could figure out my face situation, that'd be really awesome. She seemed happy to have her face fixed. You're right. When there was, there was a short period yeah, where she and does she get a new face pleased. and it works. Well, you know, we we had talked earlier about how the the police were bumbling, Patrick. Maybe yeah. we should get back to that. Uh, so you know, there's some suspicion because the same type of woman keeps getting killed. It's like a beautiful young woman with blue eyes. They keep finding these disfigured bodies. Uh, it, uh, it was interesting though, because or not interesting. Like the the cops were like, huh, keeps finding the same type of. Uh, Woman dead. Maybe we should keep an eye on women who look like this. And this woman who had gotten arrested for shoplifting, they're like, oh, we'll use her as kind of bait. <laughs> and I, I couldn't believe they did this because they actually had no way of tracking her. And she did. Get, they're like, we'll use her as bait to see if she gets kidnapped. They weren't kidnapped. even trailing her. They were doing nothing. They weren't even trailing her. And then she did get kidnapped and almost got her face cut off. Were it not for like a lucky, like the daughter having a change of heart and releasing her basically. Yeah, because basically like, the doctor so comes out and the doctor's like, oh, everything's fine here. And the cops are like, oh, okay. If every, you say everything's fine, we'll, we'll just go. It's like this woman we were supposed to be tailing is missing <laughs> now. You wouldn't know about that, would you? And he, and she, meanwhile, he's she's like strapped down in his laboratory. And he's like, no, no, I know nothing about it's this. It's probably uh, the most realistic portrayal of cops in cinema. Go, kind of going back to like what, just talking about like how far would you go with 
you know, facial reconstructive surgery and stuff. Yes. As far as like experimental surgeries in general, what are you like for yourself, for Trisha and like for your theoretical progeny, how open would you be to like experimental surgeries? What are we talking about? Experimental surgery? I don't really know what that means. Like a surgery like, that the hospital is like, we've never done this before, but yeah, yeah. Or or, or a doctor your... that like is has his own clinic and he's like, hey, no one believes in this, but I'm I, I can assure is you. Is that allowed? Are like mad scientists real? Because it seemed like this guy had his own clinic where he was just able to kind of. <laughs> I think I think technically, I mean, this is a little bit different. But did you hear about um, the? Have you heard about the podcast Doctor Death? I've heard of it. I don't really know what it's about. So the first season is about this um, this neurosurgeon, I believe he was, named Dr. Christopher Dunch in the Dallas area. And he would operate on people's necks and spines. And he would, like, fuck them For up. For fun? And it was, like, almost... It wasn't really, like, accidental. Like, it was almost, like... It was a combination between him not knowing what he was doing... And not having the humility to know that he wasn't supposed to be doing what he was doing and like actively trying to like hurt these patients. So he paralyzed and killed multiple people all because Why like was during he, surgeries. Where was he like, was he working at a hospital or did he have his own practice? Yeah, I think in the Baylor medical system. And he didn't, why was he keep goofing up? Did he like not do well in school? What's going on? Yeah, so that's what was so crazy about the whole thing. He was like a really good like student in terms of like intellectually but he didn't have like the actual like capabilities to be a good surgeon he just like didn't have it and it didn't get through to him that he didn't have what it took like naturally in terms was of was there like no dexterity. oversight this that's is crazy. the thing it was the kind of thing where like it was it's the situation where the butt kept getting passed like no one wanted to deal with it so like he would get kind of shuttled around from different hospitals different medical centers Oh, it's like a pedophile priest. They just kind of get yeah, passed yeah, from exactly. parish to parish. It's very analogous to that situation because no one wants to deal with it. And like like priests are revered and doctors are revered and they have so much autonomy. And yeah, so he was able to get away with a lot for a long time. God, good. Crazy. To, uh, Texas is just a wasteland. I'd never want to. Oh, I forgot you were there now, Patrick. <laughs> Patrick, do not get your neck operated on in Texas, please. I, I won't. I'll come, um, back. I'll come back home for that. Yeah, but, but going back to my original question, like how would are you, would you be willing to do like experimental trials, like those kinds of if things? If I was like, if it was like I'm going to die, but I feel like if it was something cosmetic like that, I don't know. It would do. I would have to be like at my wits end, you mm-hmm. know, for me to do that because that just sounds scary. Yeah. Now, Patrick, something else happens in this movie that I was like thinking about. I was like, would I be in this situation too? Because the secretary who's kidnapping these women, she. Tell, she meets this young woman out in the city and is like, oh, you're looking for a room. I have a room to show you. Like, that would be great. <laughs> and she and the young girl's like, oh, oh, you do? I need a room to stay in. Like, can I go see it? And they drive like 45 minutes out into the country. <laughs> and the young girl's like, this is, this, I, I want I want to live in Paris. This is really far. And she's like, oh, you can take the train to Paris. It's no problem. And then, of course, she gets kidnapped and her face gets taken off yeah but patrick how easily would you how do you feel like you could get kidnapped pretty easily you know this reminds me of a time that another anecdote from my spain trip 
I don't think I could get. I think famously, I was, where you thought you were in an Itumamatambien situation, but you in fact were not, or you did not act enough in order to make that happen. Is that correct? Right. When you were in bet, Spain, yes, where okay. I shriveled up into a little raisin and yes. fetal positioned in the bed until the woman <laughs> yes. left. Until the woman <laughs> left. Please leave. Um, there is a situation where it just felt really. There is this. Um, I can't remember which city I was in and I wish I could remember more details. In fact, I wonder if I wrote about it in my journal because I took a journal when I went. And so I'd be really curious and maybe I'll look after this episode and see if I wrote about it. But there was a guy, an older guy, I think he he was Spanish or French and he really, really wanted to keep buying me drinks and he really, really wanted me to like come with him back to like wherever he was staying he like I would try and speak to him in Spanish and he kept trying to speak to me in English and we were just kind of speaking in broken languages to each other and yeah just eventually like I literally had to just excuse myself and I and I left it was in this sort of like plaza area um it was out did you say like I'm I gotta go goodbye or you're like uh just what I'll be right back and then you just left no I said I gotta go goodbye I said I gotta go yeah God, um, it's scary. You could have been kidnapped. Your face could have been taken off, Patrick. I know. I felt bad for this girl because I feel like I was like, this. I could see this happening because like right when they got, she's like, this is too far. And she's like, when they got there, she's like, I want to go. Let's go. And they're like, uh, yeah. okay, chloroform. Here it comes. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, uh, like there wasn't much room for error with her, but I guess just don't get in a car with a woman, even if she looks like a friendly older lady you know, uh, don't get in a car with them and drive away. Right. You know, it's like, ugh, spooky. Especially, I mean, I don't know. I mean, now at least you have kind of cell phones. You can, you can text someone like, Hey, this is where I'm going, I guess. And you, yeah. But even still, it seems very irresponsible to just get in a car with someone. You have no idea who they are. Yeah, but she also was like an immigrant. That young girl, she didn't have anywhere else to yeah, go. She was from so, like, that's who they take. They take. They take advantage of those people who have no, you know, family or uh, support system. That right. that's who gets kidnapped and whose faces get removed. You know, <laughs> Patrick. I have a random question. Okay, ask away. Since we're we're talking about. You know, I was watching this and I was just thinking about Halloween, how much I love Halloween. Mm-hmm. It's the best. Uh, and like, I was thinking about like how, oh, there, there's some good Halloween costumes in this movie. Because like, Christian, her costume would be kind of scary, that mask. It's you a know, very and creepy and look. Stuff. And then there's also the woman whose face does get removed, but she's still in like stylish clothes, yeah. but is running around with like a mummy head. And I was like, that would have been an interesting, kind of like Goodnight Mommy. Yeah, Did you ever see mommy that movie? Look, yeah. Didn't Trisha dress up? Trisha dressed up as that for Halloween one time. I thought that was very, and I said, I like this woman. I'm going to marry this that woman. That was during your I, that courtship, like, the early days, right? Yes, I think I learned about that on the, our first date. Mm-hmm. It was big. Love that. I remember you telling me about that. But Patrick, do you like... Dressing up in Halloween costumes. How now, do you feel about it? I was talking about this with someone the other day, and there are two reasons, primary reasons, why I don't particularly like it. One is I have a semi-reasonable fear that something really embarrassing will happen to me while I'm wearing my Halloween costume. Like, like you end up on cops yeah. and you're in like a Dracula right. costume or something? Like, for example... Like my car broke down on Halloween in like I think 2019 and I was on the side of the freeway, the Interstate 5 in San Diego 
And I was just uh-huh. so thankful that I wasn't in a costume because it just would have been so awful during rush hour traffic to be on a costume on the side of the freeway. Crying waiting, on the side of the road. Crying and waiting for a tow truck to come. I, th- I, I think there's an Onion article that's like, man wouldn't have dressed up for Halloween if he knew he was getting fired. Yeah, that exactly. Day. And he has like that's a Darth Maul just... guy dressed as like Darth Maul carrying <laughs> his stuff in a... Because I've seen people like at work who ended up having like a bad day for one reason or another, like because of shit going on at work and they're like in their costume, like huffing and puffing at their computer and just like stressed out and dressed well, like I a cat. A, I had a Halloween <laughs> party one time and the cops came to the door and I was dressed as a skeleton and my face was painted like a skeleton <laughs> and I had to talk to the cops you like see? that. <laughs> Isn't that awful? Or does it not bother you? <laughs> well, that instant. I see what you're saying, though, because that would be awful. Like, let's say you, like, rear-ended somebody and the guy's, like, screaming at you and you're dressed like Chucky or something. Like, you, that would be so awful. When I used to when I used to ride the bus to, to work, um, I would park at a park and ride and, um, and then get on the bus. And one year, it was Halloween, and I was getting out of my car and I saw this woman struggling to zip up her witch's costume. And I was trying desperately to not make like to get away. Cause I didn't want to get drawn into her orbit because I knew that she would request my assistance. And she, how old is this woman? Probably late fifties, early sixties. Okay. And she tr- flags me down and asks me to zip up her witch cost. I've never met this woman. It's just some random woman at the park and ride before I get on the bus and I have to help her zip up the back. And she, her bare back is exposed. And I'm like z- oh zipping up God. her witch's costume. And then we intimate... sit together on the... We sit not next to each other, but then we're both on the same bus. And I'm just like, oh my God, this is There so is something like weirdly intimate about being in a Halloween costume. Like sometimes people will dress as things when they come to work. And it's like not necessarily like sexual, but maybe they're wearing a little more revealing clothing or like... Like they just are not their normal selves, and it is just kind of like this. It's like when you see someone's hair is wet from the shower when they come to work. It's just kind of like, yeah. Ugh, I don't know. It's like a little peek inside their lives a little bit. Yeah. Well, that so that's the one reason. What's the other reason you didn't want to? The other wear, reason is said, it's my, I'm just pretty lazy. I can't think of anything. Oh, okay. That- <laughs> but do you? So do you look down on people who wear costumes? No, I'm actually, in fact, usually. It, at work, I don't look down on it, but I, I'm like, why are like, what are you doing? Like, this is, this is work. Like it already yeah. sucks. Don't make it <laughs> weirder and more uncomfortable, but like, oh my God, one year oh, this guy that I worked with was go, he was dressed as a Starbucks cup and he went from office to office showing off his costume. Like literally like there's like 12 offices and he was like down the line. It was like a. Like a, like at a wedding, he was like going down the line and be like, you know what I am? I'm a Starbucks cup. And then he went and then apparently he bothered everyone at the Starbucks on campus and finagled a picture of himself in front of the Starbucks crew. Probably made everyone wait like 20 minutes longer for their drink so he can get a picture of himself in front of the Starbucks crew. See, I there I do feel like there is a, there there are like the Halloween party costume and then the office costume. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the office costume should be something kind of 
Like, I feel like Trisha dressed as an alien one time and she had like little antennas and a cute green shirt she wore. And she's like, I'm an alien. Like, that would be like a good office costume, Mm -hmm. you know? But like her goodnight mommy costume, she would never wear to the office. You know, her head is like wrapped. That's like the party costume. You know what I mean? Exactly. You should not wear the party Halloween costume to to work. The only costume that I remember wearing to work was basically just I wore a, I wrote a Red Sox jersey and a Red Sox hat. And that was the extent of that. So. Yeah, that's do you, that's you like good. dressing up. You like you have a good time. I dressing. do. I kind of it is like so much work. It's a lot and of work and I never have a good enough I, idea for it. I feel like I kind of like the classic costumes. So like one year Trisha went as a witch and I went as a skeleton. I've gone as a skeleton many years and I like dr- dressing up to show that I am enthusiastic. But it's, it is just so much work to get a costume, you know. I like it. I like when people go all out, and I'm so impressed by it. Trisha's friend, um, Christina, she went as Missy Elliott from the I Can't Stand the Rain, or Super Duper Fly, where she's like the big... Oh, yeah. I think that's the right... Yeah, so Christina went as the Super Duper Fly Missy Elliott thing, and she had this like big... And she made it, and she did it, and it looked incredible. Uh, so I really like when people go all out and it looks cool and I know what it is immediately. And sometimes people have Halloween costumes that are like so clever and of the moment. And I would have never thought of that. I'm like really impressed by. Yeah. I love when that happens. Anyways, Patrick, we've gone on a tangent, but we should fin. Do you have anything else to say about eyes without a face? What do you think some of what? Do, I mean, I guess the, this could kind of go into the pretentious things you have to say, but what do you think are some of the more overarching themes of eyes without oh, a face? Oh, the th- themes yeah i think there's a lot you know we were kind of talking about it with face the face is very much the soul like you know when that gets messed up that's very disturbing Mm -hmm. and so there's something there about that like losing a sense of who you are and i think there's a lot about control too like remember when um uh, the daughter is really upset about the whole, just the whole situation in general. And Luis, who's like the secretary is like, well, it's not his fault. It's an accident. And she's like, well, he tries to control everyone, even on the road. He was driving like a lunatic. And so yeah. it just really speaks to this level of control that this, um, that this doctor, the main character really tries to exert over everyone and everything in his life. He's always yeah. trying to play God. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And it does end up, it is his it is downfall. I'm trying to think of the ending because the ending is like the ending image is really beautiful. Like she walks out into the woods and all these doves have been released mm-hmm. and it's very stark and kind of disturbing and scary but beautiful. It's a very haunting and image. It's a haunting image and I want yeah I wonder if there's something there with like control and being free and re- getting released and not being confined to. You know, your body is in some ways a prison, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like it, you can, your body can confine you or limit you in ways and moving beyond the body. That's a really know, good to, um, point that reminds me kind of of, did you ever see The Sea Inside with Javier Bardem? Oh, El, uh, El Mar Adentro. El Mar Adentro. Sí. Um, it just, I think that's a really good point to make is that sometimes, you know, our bodies are are really important parts of who we are, but I mean we're more we're more than our bodies, and yeah. we can transcend that, and that's what yeah. makes us human. Wow, look at we us! It. Look at us, Patrick. Let's move on to the farts. Yeah, let's Shall get on we? In there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
The fartsy test, it's our test. You guys all know about it. It's famous. They're talking about it online, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. how Facebook was down the other day. <laughs> yeah. In that Reddit thread, that, that, myst- that mythical Reddit thread. <laughs> what, wait, what was the mystical Reddit thread? The one that we're thinking about creating. <laughs> oh, yes, that one. Uh, we all know about it, and everyone's talking about it equally. Um, anyways, fartsy test, it's our scale that determines how impenetrable, unapproachable, and generally artsy-fartsy a movie is. We continually add and subtract from this list. It's like a living document, but uh, like the Constitution, uh, but much more important, obviously. Patrick, is there any music? Yes. Yes? Yes. I don't really recall any. I think it's kind of it w- twinkling. It wasn't very distinctive. Music. I don't remember. It was. It kind of felt like your standard French, uh, French, shit horror I, movie. Yeah, horror movie, French stuff. Uh, yeah, but I feel like there's like long periods of this where there is no music. It's not used a lot. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, is there suicide? Mm. Yes, there is. Are you talking about the woman that uh, throws herself at the window? I w- I'm unclear if that was accidental or suicide. Well, suicide is brought up because Christian is trying to be like, kill me. I want to die. Yeah. I hate this. That's true. You she know? definitely does not want to live anymore. She wants to- And who knows that, I mean, Christian might have gone on and promptly killed herself after leaving that. After she walked into the, the forest, yeah. back to nature. Yeah, who knows? Uh, and there's a lot of people... I feel this isn't suicide, but I feel like there's a lot of people who got themselves killed of their own doing, not by another person. Like the woman who, it's unclear if she killed herself or she just jumped out a window Mm -hmm. trying to escape. You know, she died. And then the doctor gets killed by dogs (laughs) that he had riled up. Does someone masturbate? Is there a penis in this movie? This is a very unsexy movie. Mm -mm. Although... I do feel like there's a little weirdness. There's something there, and I can't quite put my finger on it, but about a father wanting to operate on his daughter's Yeah, body. there is definitely a weird dynamic between the two. It's like, it didn't feel like a, um, he was, his motives were very complex. Like, it was like, I guess he was like, yes. on the one hand, coming from a good place because he wanted to fix his daughter's appearance, but then it was also about it coming from a place of power and then a place of, like, guilt that he had kind of done this to her by causing this accident and... It's very weird. I don't think there was any guilt. It was just, I didn't get a sense that he felt guilty for the car accident. Oh, really? I got you a know? sense that he felt a degree of guilt. Hmm. Or maybe maybe I was just projecting that. the same that. movie, two different interpretations. It's possible. That's I was just, just projecting big... that onto him, too. <laughs> mm, yes. Uh, are there topics, images, or behaviors that go beyond what would be considered acceptable in a mainstream film? Hmm. Mm. Not... I mean, obviously, really? the, the face stuff is pretty wild, but... Yeah. But it in a genre a film, I... that stuff is like... Yeah, it didn't seem... No, I would say no. I'm going to say no. Uh, but back to something that I brought up earlier about how they wanted to make sure not to upset the German censors by having a mad scientist character. Isn't that interesting? Why do you think that the uh, Germans would be mad? Do you think that has to do with like World War Two and evil Nazi yeah, doctors? Yeah, I think, I think so. I think they're... Okay. Yeah. Well, then we solved it. Yeah. Can Peanut start watching this movie after 8 p.m. without falling asleep? I can. I did it. Now, this, I will say about this movie, though. Trish and I did start this after 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. And Trisha goes, What's the time limit that Peanut can start watching these movies at? And I said, 8 p.m. And she goes, We started it just at 8 p.m. Because th- there's this 
gets a little slow at times. It's a bit sluggish. Like, I was like, it's a bit sluggish. No. <laughs> and it's 50s. It's French. It is only an hour and a half, though, which I appreciate. Yes, I was very glad when I saw that runtime. I was a little nervous it was going to be in the two-hour range. Oh, that would have been bad. Yeah. Um, but this is this next question kind of leads to why it gets kind of sleepy. Is there an inordinate amount of milling about so much so that this could be retitled the 2013 comedy starring starring Jason Sudeikis, We Are the Millers? I feel like there's so much walking around this damn house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are very extended sequences of Christian just walking around the house and just kind of exploring shit. Yeah. And with a lot of the doctor going from room to room at his room clinic to room and- yeah it's like he really wants uh really wants us to know the landscape of the house even though i didn't think it was totally necessary mm-hmm. but yeah there was a lot of emphasis on the setting that i guess was kind of interesting but it, i don't see necessarily the relevance but yeah they did kind of seem to want us to really understand the geography of it all yeah, or maybe they're just really uh, obsessed with the set, and they just really wanted us. They wanted yeah, they're to show like, it really off. got because it. it was cool. It was like a giant mansion mm-hmm. and stuff. So, wouldn't it be cool to be like a rich European? We've talked about this before. Oh yeah, it'd be the best. It. it sounds so nice. Did you see it? He had a name like it was like Janissier's villa. There was like a sign yeah. like leading to. His I want a villa. <laughs> I want a villa too. What do you think we can do to get that? Oh, I know. Please join patreon.com slash farthousepod. Get us that The villa, villa. tier. What do the they villa get? Tier, the villa please. tier. We'll podcast from there. Patrick and I will I'll, I'll live in the main house. Patrick will live in a little side house. And then we can uh, have a podcast studio. Today. And then I guess if you're in the villa tier, you have access to... You have access? Do they have access to us at any it's time? It's a timeshare that you have to share with all the other patrons at the villa tier. At the villa tier. Okay. Yeah. And then what is our, what are our responsibilities in terms of being available for people at the Villa tier? We can do a meet and greet. Okay. Yearly? Uh, once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> they don't get access to us like all the time. Okay. <laughs> they just get the pleasure of knowing that we're living in a villa together. <laughs> just pretty cool. That's pretty cool. You have to admit. <laughs> um, okay, Patrick. Poster titillation level. High for me. Now, which... T- which poster are you referring to? Uh, the Criterion one is the one that I was referencing. Yes. So I'm for me, it's high. Yeah. The Criterion one. Is that the one you're thinking yes, of? Yes. Okay. The Criterion poster. And that's the one we're going to go with. And that's one where I was like, I think that's what got me to watch the movie, frankly. Because I was like, eyes without a face. What is this? Exactly. That has been intriguing me forever. This? It's a really cool and, cover. Yeah. So I'm going to say high. Yeah. High, high, high. Very um, and Trisha had even seen that one. She was like, I, I'd seen this poster before and I'd been interested in this movie. So, uh, yeah, very high. High stuff. Okay, Patrick. We just did our pretentious thing about the movie. We don't mm-hmm. need to go anymore, do we? Or do you have anything else to add? No, that's good. Patrick, it's time. What is your score for this movie? You ready? Yes, I am. 7.2. 7.2. Wow. I think I'm going to go lower than you. Oh, really? Okay. I'm going to go 7. Okay. Isn't that unusual? It is unusual. Yeah. So we'll say 7.1. I think it being slow, French, black and, and white. old, black and white, it bumps it up to kind of a 7 mm-hmm. area. You know? Like a contemporary version of this would probably be in the 5s, 
I think. Oh yeah, contemporary American version. Well, Maybe have you lower. seen the skin I live in? Because Trisha was like, "This movie is very similar to the skin I live in" by Pedro Almodovar. Yeah, I love that movie. I went there on a first date one time. It did not go over well. Oh no! Did she try to take your face off? No, no. <laughs> Ooh, isn't that interesting? You saw that movie yeah, at the arc on Hollywood. a first date, and it was a bad first date. Yeah, that was a bad first date. Wow, it was, was a very disturbing date? movie. What? Was there a second date? There was, yeah. So, I mean, it okay. could have been worse, but... I have not seen The Skin I Live In. It's really good. Highly recommend it. It's very disturbing. Mm. It's more disturbing than you might anticipate. It, mm. it was for me, Isn't that least. interesting? Yeah. Is it the most disturbing Almodovar movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say so. Wow, cool. Yeah. Fantastic. 7.1 on the fartsy scale. Put it put it in the Fart House wiki. Yes. Uh, just thriving. So much information in there right now. So much information. It's like <laughs> crazy. It's just insane. There's so much, much lore associated with this show. <laughs> <laughs> that a, a wiki is is required. Yes. Uh, the upkeep alone is just... <laughs> Anyways, uh, Patrick, do you have a drink pairing for us? I do. A nice, go, hearty glass of port. Port. They drink port in this they sure right do. before they put the chloroform yeah, on their face. Just a nice way to end the evening. Just a glass of port. You know, just right a little before you get chloroformed. Right before you get chloroformed. Oh, Patrick, I have another random Halloween question that I just thought about during. Yes, this. please ask away. This is. Now, normally, you know I loathe to talk about television. Yes. Base, low, low art form <laughs> compared to cinema. <laughs> okay. But do you have a favorite Halloween episode of a TV show? Ooh, very good question, Case. Very good question. Because I, that was something I absolutely loved as a kid mm-hmm. when the Halloween episodes of shows started coming out in October. It really got me in that spooky mood. The one that is coming to me right now, and there's probably some from, well, there's a really good Pete and Pete Halloween episode. Yes, that's up there for me. That is. Halloween-y. Once a year, like the leaves, it comes. A magical night when bedtimes disappear and identities change. Trick or treat. When the ghouls and goblins of our souls are set free to roam the night and scarf candy. For the true believers, Halloween is the ultimate holiday. For me, it's the ultimate dork holiday. Halloween is for Halloweenies. Really good. Um, but the one that in my adult years and the one that like first came to mind just like appeared as soon as you asked this question was the Halloween episode I think from season one or two of Community when um, God you love that show it's a great show I don't get it how do you not get it's really funny not to me but there's an episode where Chevy Chase gets like super high and it's like acting really funny and he gets he like freaks out and he's dressed as um He's just as one of those like super, not a superhero, but like a Highlander type character. I forget who it is. Like not Hercules, but someone else like that. Has He has like a falcon on his arm. That's good. <laughs> yeah. What about you? 
Um, well, like the thing I loved, like Nickelodeon Halloween in the earth, like when I was a kid was so great. It yeah, feels it like the they best. really celebrated the whole month to it. I really liked the Rugrats uh, Halloween episode with the Reptar bar. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times they would uh, make a, a show would all of a sudden become kind of a horror. The, the episode would be like scary. And I always liked that. Yeah. Did you um, like, I the, liked Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episodes. It was always Love the Treehouse of Horror episodes so much. I still will watch those. Um, you know, I love scary shows like Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark? I think we talked about that last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the Boy Meets World Halloween episode. Oh my God, yes. That one's so good. <laughs> they keep getting killed, right? Are they killed? <laughs> yes. I can't remember if it's a dream sequence. Yes, I love that shit that so much. That one's really love- good. And remember it turns into like, it turns out like the killer is himself or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's something... It gets like kind of like like dramatic and deep. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Uh, I like that. I'm trying to think of other ones like that. I just love shit like that. Um, For maximum film, freaks and geeks have a a good Halloween episode. Yes, they have a great Halloween episode. Yeah. And it's funny because I asked Maximum Film. We're going to be doing a little video series, and I'm going to be interviewing them about their favorite. Halloween episodes and Alonzo said Freaks and Geeks the Halloween episode Uh, Drea likes the Buffy Halloween episode I like that one too but it's it's harder for me to distinguish because that whole show felt kind of Halloween like yeah you know kind of like Stranger Things also kind of feels like all Halloween like yeah, and I like Stranger Things, but I j- it it doesn't feel as uniquely like a Halloween episode. Right. Uh, but if he said there's a Family Matters <laughs> Urkel Halloween episode, <laughs> and I'm I'm excited to rewatch that because that's those are my favorite where like a sitcom does a Halloween right. episode, you know, because those felt so out of the ordinary. Yes. You know, for this show, very much so. Um, if I think of more, I'll bring them up next week. There's definitely like kind of like some like um teen drama ones. Like there's some Gilmore Girls Halloween episodes. There's like yeah, a yeah I. Felicity yeah, yeah, Halloween yeah. episode. Good. Uh, yeah. Uh, fantastic. Well, if you think of any more, bring them up next week, Patrick. Oh, I got one more. Um, Gossip Girl. Yes. Gossip Girl has some really good Halloween Oh, episodes. I haven't watched any Gossip Girl, so I can't <laughs> speak to that. But uh, yeah, love a Halloween episode. I think it's it's fun. Everyone's, you know, everyone's a little different. Yeah, you exactly. Know, so you can kind of day. step outside of yourself and be someone else for a night. That's exactly right. Uh, <laughs> Patrick. Yes. We, speaking of scary movies, oh my! We're God. talking about one next week. Yes, arguably one of the scariest movies that I've ever seen in my life. I agree. It might be the scariest. It might. It could compete for the scariest movies in the, in the effect that it had on me too. Agreed. Um, and that movie is Hereditary. A twenty four. They kind of put a twenty four horror on the map. Yeah, Hereditary really scared the fucking shit out Same. of me. It was and the first time in a long time that I've been scared by a movie. It was the first time in a long time where I had trouble falling asleep at night and I was thinking about it in bed. Yeah. It was, we'll get into it, but it it's deeply scary. uncomfortable. And I'm, I'm actually not looking forward to watching it again. I am only because like, I just want to, I, I want to remember it better, but I am but now that I'm, I'm kind of backtracking the second I said that I'm like, it's so uncomfortable and it's so freaky. I'm like, I don't know if I want to sit through that again. I had to take clips of it for switchblade sisters. Cause somebody talked about it and even getting the clips in my safe little office were frightening for me. And this was like, Oh God. Ago. Yikes. Yeah. That would, 
and where was it dark and did you do you, when you're doing that is it dark in your office so you can kind of like see clearly or no not necessarily no yeah it was it was like light out and i was in like it was like daytime and mm. it was still scary and it was still pretty freaky those, it was still freaky getting those clips oh. anyways you you heard it here we're talking about hereditary next week if you've been too afraid to watch it listen to the cuties listen to the cuties we'll take you through it we'll protect you yeah we'll That's protect our job. you uh hereditary wow what a movie anyways patrick we got yes. to another end of an episode can you believe it it's crazy dude it's crazy uh i'm gonna be back on the best coast west coast next week out of the midwest wow the mid best uh, which makes me sad. That makes me sad too. I sad like I it. like that we're kind of aligned up right now. Like our chakras, we are. our chakras are. and time chakras zones are, are all very aligned, and a, a lot of the times friction, <laughs> and antagonistic chakras coming at each other. And some say that's what makes our show so illuminating and entertaining. Exactly. Um, had a few people bring up Fart House to me at the wedding. Cool. Any? Uh, yeah. Any. Like, did they just, like, mention it? They just, like, said, hey, Fart House. I've listened to Fart House. Okay. Oh, and I mentioned it. I met a guy. I met a man. Uh, He is the boyfriend of Jade's sister. Jade is now my Mm sister-in-law. Jade's sister's boyfriend, Mm -hmm. Jamie. Him and I hit it off. Oh, cool. We had very similar uh, interests. He loves this show, oh. radio show slash podcast show called The Best Show. And I was like, I've never even met anyone else who likes this show. So I told him about Fart House and he said, I'm subscribing right now. Excellent. And so that was made me really happy. Very cool. Uh, so maybe he's listening right now. Good job, Case. Be on our street team. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Trisha was wearing her Fart House t-shirt all around the town. My Love mom that. saw it and said, I'm too embarrassed to wear mine out in public, uh, <laughs> which I understand. Okay, Patrick, if you want to follow us Listeners, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're Farthouse Pod. Instagram, Farthouse Pod. Patrick's Twitter is at Patrick R. Mallon. His letterbox is at PR Mallon. Join our Patreon, patreon.com slash Farthouse Pod. It really helps us get the show out there. And you get to listen to a cool new episode of the show, a recalibration episode, mm-hmm. which will be dropping on the third Thursday of every month. This week, this month is Scream. Yes. I'm excited to watch that again. Very I excited. Scream. I haven't seen it in a long time. Have you seen the sequels? I've seen two, and we're watching the third one this weekend, which is much maligned, but I'm sure I'll enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, I've only seen Scream 1 and Scream 2. Those are the only ones I've seen. I've heard, okay, this is what I heard about Scream 3. Okay. People did not like it when it came out. Okay. But there's been kind of a reevaluation, and some people have been like, if you thought the way that it was kind of promoted at the time was that the Scream 3 was the final in a trilogy. Mm-hmm. And if as a final in a trilogy, it doesn't work. But as just another Scream movie, it's good. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm going yeah. in with that mindset okay. for that. And I'll let you know how it goes. Cool. Yeah, please do. Do you know it's the same? One of one thing that I think is pretty funny, but also kind of makes sense, is the creator of Dawson's Creek is also the writer and director of Scream. Kevin Williamson. Yeah, Kevin Williamson. He created Dawson's well, Creek. Well, he didn't direct Scream. He wrote it, though. Yes. Yeah. He is the, he's the auteur behind that. Yeah. I guess I didn't realize that he created Dawson's Creek. Good for him. Yeah. Kevin Williamson, you know what other movie he wrote? Hmm. The Faculty. Oh, The Faculty. That's a fun one. I like The Faculty. Yeah, Elijah Wood's in that, uh, right? I think. Yes, he is. Yeah. His name is Casey mm. in that movie. Mm. Uh, anyways, 
please become a patron. You can hear us all talk about Scream all we all the live long day. Um, it's gonna be looser. Patrick, it's gonna be a little bit naughtier. It's gonna we'll be, probably be a few beers in at that point. Mm-hmm. It'll just be off the chain. That's the uncensored. It's like after dark. Yes, yeah. fart house after dark. <laughs> Adult fart house. You know. <laughs> okay. If you want to follow me on anything, Casey Lee O'Brien, do so. Follow me on Letterboxd. Uh, okay. Patrick, this is it. We're done. Another episode gone by, and we've grown, I think. Yes, we've grown. What are you doing for dinner? Um, I'm not sure. I actually, this is bad. I have not. It is now 6.36 Central Time. I have not eaten yet today. That's insane. I know. It's been How a busy day. How do you day. do that? It's been a busy day. I was going to try and make care, some tacos Patrick. for lunch, and then I just the day got away from me. This is inappropriate. I never want to hear you say this ever again. I'm sorry. I'm pissed. I am pissed at you. I'm and I don't, sorry. You have to look after you. Not I know, only I need to get some bars for yourself, or something. but we have a Patreon together, my man. <laughs> and if you go, so goes the Patreon. <laughs> That's true. All right. I'll take better care of myself, man. All right. Please see that you do. Eat some garbage tonight. Yeah. Some <laughs> I may, greasy I may, garbage. Um, uh, my favorite place here in town is Little Darlin'. It's pretty close to my... Uh, to my house so I may go over there and get some carnitas sliders or something what are you, what are you getting there from your from your freezer what do you got there buddy I'm, so Minnesota has like all these types of bar pizza oh yeah frozen pizzas that are excellent and this is one of my favorite lots of matzo that looks really good so is the pepperoni under the cheese there is that what yeah, I'm saying yeah that's the classic that's the classic Minnesota style of pizza love that that looks really good is Eddie, that what you guys are having tonight booyah baby yeah we are that sounds delicious uh Anyways, that's all. Food talk aside, this is the Cinephile Cuties signing off. Bah. Patas. 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 <laughs>